You are now tuning in to the Particle Sons Podcast. It's your boy, B-New, a.k.a. Black Brandon, also here with my brother. You know him as Lance. The streets know him as Mr. Spread Love in the Louisville streets, obviously. You know what we're talking about now. Uh, we are here for another episode, episode nine, fine as a dime and some wine that's been aged. Okay. I'm just, I, you know I me, mean, you know I me, mean, I'm coming off the top spitting. For, I'm very, very tired, you know what I'm saying? I, but, you know, the you just got to keep going. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 I, don't, I don't have nothing planned. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do a rundown this episode. I don't know if y'all y'all like that. It's new enough that we can switch it up and flex it up and, and move and shake. Uh, Lance said he got some notes written down. I just want to check in with y'all and check in with my brother. First off and first and foremost, Lance, how was December 25th for you, my brother? It was just another just another day in December. See, that's um, the problem, though. That's the problem because, see, like this rhetoric that you push, it's fine, it's good. I support it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not pushing you against it, but I found myself, like, not hitting my sister-in-law and telling her Merry Christmas or Happy Jesus' birthday just because, like, I'm trying to be on the same mode as you, but also in the same vein, family won't mess with Christmas. Y'all was over yeah. here celebrating Christmas. Thank God, y'all. We I don't I won't see y'all again for another eight days uh, before we actually link up again. I think that's enough time to see if anybody gets sick. We need to uh, wear any N95 mask around y'all. But y'all y'all went out and celebrated. So yeah, uh, you said it was I mean, more day. It, I, I doubt it. I don't think it was a celebration. Uh, we um, and when I say we, I mean our family particularly. Uh, I could be talking about the entire black race, but who knows. Um, we use any excuse to get together and eat food and enjoy each other's company. So I feel like it was less of a celebration. Um, a fun thing I did though, Brandon, um, you know, all the kids on Maryland side, I, I took some books that I'm done with in my house and I hear money in the pages. And I was telling the kids like, Hey, y'all, I got books, I got books for y'all. Now the value in a book is hidden beneath its pages or between its pages. You know, I kept saying that and like peering at them. Devil on time, shouts out. And then nobody touched the book. Then nobody touched the book. But <laughs> what'd you call it? Um, who was it? I think it's Trez's daughter, um, his oldest daughter. She ended up taking one of the books and was like looking through the pages and she found like the twenty dollars and she was like, <gasps> and she was like, Oh, and then all the other kids was like, now they, then they start grabbing books and shit. But one of the books I only put a dollar in. So like all the other books had at least ten dollars in it, and one book had a uh, one dollar, and it was at the bottom of the pack. So whoever was last to grab a book, that's all you get. That's funny. I was gonna say maybe people think that as a as a nice bookmark, but knowing myself as a kid, especially in Louisville, we take every any every dollar and, and do whatever we can with it. There's a famous story where Lance was going to the store with uh, his friend Spencer and asked my grandmother for some money to go to the store, and she gave him uh, was it a dollar and told y'all to split it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, it was probably less than that. And she didn't give it to us. She, like, told us to dig it out the penny jug. You know, that jug, that water jug she had full of pennies. What mm -hmm. was it? What did Grandma have that had, like, change? We didn't have nothing in the house? Interesting. Make no, there was a who somebody's house we lived in with had a jug full of pennies in it. We used to, like... You talking about a piggy bank? It wasn't a piggy bank. It was a water jug, like one of them industrial-sized water jugs, and it had nothing but pennies in it. I know but Grandma had a spit, a spit through, cup outside. 
It wasn't outside. It was inside next to her bed stand. And we knocked it over Speak plenty up. of times. It was outside and outside bedside. because she would smoke outside and she would smoke inside. That's outside what spitting. That's what you okay. need to spit. You got spit. Yeah, up. no, I'm fine. I do. I have. I have things that I have spit into. Yes. Ever since and, developing smoking, it's so crazy. I used to wonder how Uncle Money would like fling those loogies that he, you know Uncle Money spit. Always was like impressed by like how how hard he spit. I was like, how how am I gonna be able to do that? And I realized, oh, smoking, you you have to have excess particles in your lungs so that you can have a projectile um, spit like that. It was not gotta be few... salivating from the smoke or wanting to, or wanting to. Keeping up the um, Christmas spirit, BB. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about like our traditions. Like, so y'all, our mom. Uh, when Christmas came around, she would give us a hundred dollars and let us go loose in Toys R Us, right? And I've always thought that this no, no, was no. Like, Let's, I think it's important to put some years on this because I think that it, like the yeah. So I think uh, it's important because some people's family traditions don't really change within the time. Where I think this one was such a staple for us up until the age of let's call it eleven, twelve for me. I mean, that's probably when our when the toys got too expensive. It was like we would we it was one. I remember our last time we did it, we left the store with like five items, and we was like, "Oh shit!" So let me let me maybe this yeah, let hundred dollars ain't gonna stretch like it used to. Let me let me uh, give a full picture how 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 shit went with that Christmas or with Christmas in general on my mom's side. Uh, so when we would spend Christmas in Louisville with my mother and our family, our grandma's house, we would get a new pair of shoes. And in the new pair of shoes was a hundred dollar bill that on December 26th, we could go to Toys R Us and get a basket and fill it up with whatever we would like. And then we would go check out and we would hand the cashier a hundred dollars, each of us to pay the pay the, the, the dues of what of what was bought, what was purchased. And it was like a miracle land. And it was very, very fun. We always look forward to it. Kind of had that big Toys R Us book to kind of. Uh, map out what we was going to do with that with the money when we got there now in retrospect when I got older and look back at it we surpassed two hundred dollars every time it was not we did not just get a hundred dollars worth of toys that's not how things work that's not how toys work she would just let us go ham on some like supermarket sweep type shit and she'd cover the bill and that little two hundred dollars would go to it have you ever thought about that concept of it I've never even um, in my mind we literally just stayed in our $100 limit. In my mind, I remember mom like, you know, haggling with us. Like, I don't know if you want to get that toy. The toy is like this much of your money. So, so like in my mind, that's, that's what it was. And it, it obviously it wasn't, you know, I, I, uh, I defer to your memory when it comes to things like this, but um, no, you're, yeah, in my I mean head, that's how that goes. Yeah, remember the one time dad came with us to for some reason dad was in in louisville when we was doing it dad and uncle nate shout out to our uncle nate um shout out uncle nate we came home and we got all the presents in the living room and then dad went upstairs and saw that our room was shit it was like not mm. done and not kept and he made us clean that room spick and span before we touched any of those toys do you remember that we was in that townhouse with the mom had the typewriter First time I feel like experience. Anytime that I cried, I think I erased or 
like buried deep inside myself. And I cried a lot as a child, as you remember. So <laughs> I feel like that's easier. That's, that's easily a time where I would start crying and like kind of, it sounds familiar. It sounds super familiar. Cause we would have to, we was cleaning up and we would have to walk by the kitchen or rock by the living room and all the toys while we was like steady heading to the trash can to clean up whatever our room was because our mom would let us go to our room to go to whatever. What the hell? And, what the hell dad, was that doing there? That wasn't huh? supposed to be a like. Well, that's one of them. Like, what you ain't even supposed to be here. You ain't even supposed to be seeing <laughs> you ain't this. Supposed shit. to touch the five hundred two like, experience of Christmas. What are you doing like, here? I'm, I'm over here being on punishment. Am I in Detroit? No, I'm in Louisville. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, speaking of that. I told Michelle and everybody here because like this whole this whole area where I'm at in the garage was like the gift wrapping area, and I told everybody traditionally I was like we didn't have no we didn't have no gift wrapping like we would literally it was like the tree shat out gifts and it was just like toys fresh out the box and uh, under it like this is early on before the toys were but they was but they, they were always they were always neatly like right but that's everybody was like how did you like, know nice everybody's like how did you know. Whose gifts was who? I was like, oh, there's quadrants. There's like certain yep. parts of the tree. Like, nigga, simple, nigga, I got this whole that. corner. This whole corner is mine. But can I this take, whole corner? Can I tell you something though? I, I, I to get back to today's Christmas or this this last this past uh, Christmas because I, I if you follow me on social media, I did put Happy Holidays social media, and I do that mainly just not to alienate because I do recognize Christmas as Jesus's birthday, and and so the Merry Christmas thing is kind of where I'm supposed to be. But I do feel like there is a certain amount of commercialism that comes with Christmas that I'm not trying to celebrate. I want to like you know I can I could just just say Happy Jesus's birthday, but I try to be um, you know copacetic with everybody, you know uh, all in, all in, all inclusive in a way. But this Christmas. Uncle Monty called me. I had a nice long conversation with him. He uh, revealed a lot of things. Uh, you know, talked about possible when he wants to come on the podcast, the stories he can tell and can't tell. But one of the things that he said that really, really got to me was he's talked about whoever he was talking to said that he there was somebody in the family mentioned my Family Feud blog and said that uh, people in the family were really hurt by it and offended by it and. That bo- that bothered me a lot, mainly because, and this was like Christmas Day, so I was I was kind of heavy hearted the whole time, but not because, not mainly because I hurt people in the family's feelings because you know it was comedy, it was supposed to be funny and all this other stuff like that. So like you know you're not gonna make everybody laugh, especially the subject matter, and that's one of my big bugaboos about being a comedian is like we have a lot of funny stuff that we can talk about that happened in our family that would hurt a lot of people in our family's feelings just from telling our our version of the truth and like what we experienced but mainly is because like i wrote the article to to pub up you guys but mainly for like content for barstool and the job that i had and i felt and because that audience was is what it is and i and i felt like it felt like you know the tap dancing for the white folks type of thing and put my family in expense for that. I was feeling the type of way like, damn, like I'm glad I never got too deep into the weeds when it comes to creating content for these people telling our stories and my stories, because it don't, I rather, cause I talked to mom afterwards and she was like, don't listen to Uncle Monty. He ain't, he don't know. Who was he talking to in the family that was mad? about I was like, I don't know. But like the concept of me alienating family to, entertain that audience 
uh, at all felt it felt and I was it was like the number one blog for a while uh, on the site when I was watching and stuff. So I, I did feel a little bit away and I was kind of heavy hearted about it. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get it off my chest and I apologize to any family members that I was insulted. Um, and I, I'm sure it's not the last time I do because I am going to lean into comedy and we do have a lot of funny stories to tell. But Man, I, I do better. want to make sure it's on my time. So I just want to get it off my up. chest. Man, forget all of that. Y'all better buckle up. I'm not hearing none of that. Look, Brandon, that was the whole conversation we had before we started this. You was like, Lance, I don't think you're ready for certain truths to be exposed because, like, you was telling me that I wasn't ready for. Yeah, because like, you say you don't, you don't want to do it. You say you like, you're saying like you want to omit some things. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying that we can control what gets out about our family. You know what I mean, and, and curate it so that it serves our comedy, but also doesn't. hurt her feelings and you was hitting me with the you know you was you was being combative when when i was talking about that right so no, like, i mean you can tell now, me I, say, I i i am more i lean on the side of truth and if hard conversation needs to happen afterwards then i i'm i'm down for that type of conversation but like i also i i guess there's a part of me that feels like i'm not trying to be salacious in in telling of these stories and the truth yeah, and this and that nature it, of yeah. it but but yeah, go no, ahead. I'm sorry, Josh. But but you know, there's a there's a there's a difference between salacious and um truth, right? That that truth that you was talking about, like there's certain things that need to like facts that need to be known that you know, that continue a story, and then there's facts that don't need to be known um to make a story or a joke work, right? Um I'm not trying to like I'm not I'm down to talk about all stories. I'm down to talk about. I, I would hope our family listens to our podcast. Like, it's nice to say that people were upset because your blog and, you know, it, it, that lets you know that people are keeping up. I'm saying you can't start having feelings. Don't we ain't get into this to be like having feelings. And what we're doing is for the family when it at, at the end of the day. So, like, people can be in their feelings all they want to. How many rappers, Brandon, have... <laughs> These songs go to the rappers. I got to. They are. They are our generation. Our cultures, uh, griots, right? There are cultures, uh, um, poets and and speakers and thought, uh, provokers, thought leaders, thought leaders, right? Thought leaders, and every rapper teaches us. They got on, and some of they, some of they family turned on them. You know, they got on, and some of the homies that they had around turned to family. You know what I mean? Off of the off of the trust, right? Off of the off of the understanding. You're talking about gang gang click be, click being family. Hey, T Grizzly pops in my head. He said, <laughs> um he said something want me. He said my uncle start tripping. Now he's my auntie. Oh man. Right? So it's like he's he, he so he was talking about like T. Grizzy and his his relationship with his uncle was just absolutely it was all sweet at first. First day out, his uncle was there. Man. Then he got more success and uncle start, you know, stealing and doing all types of He's unnecessary put his brother shit. On. His brother just got signed to him. Come T. on Grizzly's now. Brother, yeah. I mean it's nice. not rapping. It, it, it's it's but that's I'm saying we that is just that is just places we need to be prepared for area you're i've read your blog several times there is absolutely nothing in there anybody should get mad at you didn't like oust any like 
hard family truths and secrets. You ain't like you didn't do anything like that. It was completely like whoever, maybe Uncle Monty just. And and he, 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 even, he, he didn't even he didn't even read the blog. You know what I'm saying? Like I know for a fact that he didn't read because he said he was like somebody said you was out there calling nah, Titi a dumb blonde and shit. And like I just think that's family. You ain't supposed to be talking about family. It's like stop that, stop that. Hey, anyways, hey, let's, let's hey, continue. No, okay. Titi Timbrea, if you listen to this love. You you be having oh. your blindest moments. No, since, no, no. I already, already talked to Michelle. Michelle was talking about it. She was listening to the podcast. She was like, I would love when y'all get to Louisville to in, introduce some uh TT time. Some time with TT and just let let you know let TT so, so, go off. So y'all thank y'all for hilarious. riding with Particle Sons. Thank y'all for riding with Particle Sons. We are this is what you're in store for. You're not just getting me and Brandon, all right? Mm. You are going to we're gonna have segments like uh time with TT. All right, we're gonna have segments like Hey, Mikey, I think he likes it. All right. That's our mm. cousin, Michael, uh, from he live in Arizona. We're going to have him give us some good commentary because he's hilarious. Um, there's some other folk. I, uh, people have been hitting me up talking about they want to hear from Justin. They got questions for Justin, like how you Man. feel, all this stuff. You Shout know what I'm the saying? First like, episode. Y'all, we are going to give you all this stuff. We are here to give you what you want. All right. Um, and be damned our family's feelings. When we get rich, when we get rich, we'll be on a compound um, laughing about these moments. Um, but for the rundown, all right, so I had a few things. Brandon recently um, was on uh, my Instagram looking like a 300-pound John Wick in some, or, or, or like the young, fat Denzel Washington in Equalizer. He was like doing flips and stuff. Listen, y'all, if y'all have never seen Brandon's one of one of Brandon's idols is uh I don't even know the cat's name. He's Paul Blart. Um Oh, uh, shout out to the homie. Mike Kevin Heffernan. James. Heffernan. Kevin, Kevin James, James right. aka Doug Heffernan. Listen. The King of Queens was on a marathon on Lifetime while Carter was being born. He was making sure he had that funny light nature in his soul. Kevin James is the homie, the goat. I have not if, watched. I have not watched a lot of his movies. I will admit that, but his character on King of Queens, the show King of Queens, one of my favorite shows. R.I.P. to Arthur Spooner, Jerry Stiller, uh, the 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 dad living in the basement. Um, no, oh, listen, y'all. So Kevin James, Kevin James, y'all. So obviously Brandon, Brandon respects and uh, respects Kevin James' work. Right now, me, I actually have seen Kevin James's movies. Um, I love his body of work. He kind of stays in his quirky, corny, but still kind of funny lane. Um, and he is acquiescent to the uh, Chris Farley's. All right. So like think of big comedians that was just their their physical comedy was just hilarious because they were so quick, because they were so like nimble and light. Sneaky athletic. Sneaky athletic. And Kevin James is one of those sneaky athletic cats. So um but recently Brandon was on there looking like uh Kevin James in Plaw Blart. Um and he uh, went paintballing for the first time. Man. Brandon, how was that? What? Oh man, that first was, time. I'm what today? I don't know what today is. Today, yeah, I, that's the day after I went paintballing. I was sore today. 
I didn't want to be that guy that was being like, oh, I'm sore. I was getting, you know, but it was a little bit of a workout, but I was with some other people that was like, actually like their like actual workout. And I, so I respect working out too much to call it a specific workout, but shout out to Naeem, uh, uh, Amy, Michelle's best friend, uh, her fiance, it was his, uh, 30, talking about birthdays in December. We've been talking about it all, all week, uh, but his 30th birthday is on the, the 29th. Break. So they had a, they had, they had a little paintball. It was a bunch of people that I, I didn't really meet. I, I don't really know like that, but birthday it was, Bunda. it was, it was paintball time. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, hell yeah, I'm down. Uh, we went out there. There was, I realized very soon that like, I'm a little bit too conservative with like, my my weaponry like i want to be like selective in my shooting and paintball you just gotta let that shit fly you gotta come out there like like honestly like uh bitches love so so oh, uh chief Keith, just like his ad libs west side gun his ad libs like all the rappers ad libs you talk about that's how you gotta let them paintballs fly i was out there with yep. a faulty gun they told me straight out there was like listen your gun's messed up like I had somebody dead to rights, and I was like, guh, 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 guh. And, I, and it was a pop, 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 like, like a like a, dry, like a dry shit. vagina. Was you the only black out. dude? Huh? Was no. you the only black dude? No, one of three mm. in our group. And the other two brothers, their guns was just fine, working just fine. Uh, yeah. Nine got me one time right in the square, that, in in the right between oh, my goggles. Yeah, you played basketball. Night. It was black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was black. Okay, yeah. it was black people. Yeah. Okay. So, keep going. Um, sorry. So, anyways, yeah. So he. So, anyways, uh, that's his birthday. That's Naeem's birthday. It was Naeem's thirtieth birthday party. Oh, right up. Shut up. Shut up, bro. Um, so, but yeah, and not so. But I, like I said, I I heard the I heard the weaponry was messed up. I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, nah, I'm a I'm a I'm a thug about mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go sit out a game, go get my gun fixed. You know what I'm saying? Nah, we out here. You know what I'm saying? I'll shake the little pellets into the thing. You know what I mean? But I barely had to refill on, on paintballs because like I was just I was just always but it's it's a rush. It's definitely a rush. Hey, I, I argue, I argue the paintballs didn't hit hard enough. Like I wanted to feel more mm, of the pain. Because mm. honestly, the, the balls that hit and didn't explode, because you're still in the game. If the balls hit you and they don't explode, then you still mm -hmm. you're still like in play. Them bitches mm -hmm. hurt more than the ones that explode. Mm -hmm. The ones that just hit you and fall off. So we mm -hmm. did two, we did a bunch of different rounds with like the inflatable barriers, which was dope. At the very last game, I did the I did the barrel roll like Paul Blart, like in between obstacles, and everybody in the pavilion was dying. Everybody was dying. I was I was got I got too close and I let I let it fly too much and I got out pretty quick in that game, got in the neck. <laughs> It'd be hurting. Um but what sucks is when it hurts, the, the game's over. Also, I was being true. You know how I'm the Lance knows about me. As soon as if the ball come off me and we playing uh, a team basketball, I'm saying it was off me. While like other people be like arguing, like, no, it was off him, it was off him. I'm very like ball don't lie, so I don't want that type of karma. So like I was getting hit in the gun and getting out because you know your gun is part of you, but there's guys that was getting hit in the gun and was like, fuck that. I ain't get hit. I'm I'm keep I'm gonna keep firing. But it was a rush. It was very, very fun. I uh, went in uh, the inflatable. Then we had like some tubes that were right next door. But then the woods was a whole other ball game. And that shit was actually mm -hmm. scary. Like I got hit and I was trying to leave. And then because I got lost trying to leave, I got hit about three, four more times. One of them uh, in my groin, very close to my, my baby maker. 
just because I was trying to get out. I didn't know where the woods. Like it was very like on some. You know, you know, get people out are shit. people are people are very. That whole thing is a paintball is a whole nother world. Like it's a subculture within itself. And I would have like given you advice and say, you know, wait for your gun to get fixed. Right. Maybe don't do all this stuff. You want to be cool. Otherwise, you look like a target, which obviously you were since Barrel Rose got you out quick. And then walking out the woods, you got aimed at your groin. There was somebody who went to sleep at that night just dreaming about, to, you know, thinking about him hitting you in the nuts with a paintball. Because yeah, that's what the, they actually, live for. I feel for. right now it's still that's sore. Thing. It's still sore. Yeah, Listen, like they, yeah, they got me. I, the first time, the first time I went, um, and I saw like the people that brought their own guns, and you know had their own like body armor and stuff. And when they were like tapping the trigger, they had the trigger, and it was two fingers. It was real light, and they was tapping like they was fingering. Oh, they had the automatic the shit. It, it's not automatic. It was manual, but I'm saying the way they was flicking their fingers, it made it automatic. Do you feel me? Mm, like, yeah. Again, like you know. uh masturbation like, like female, female masturbation. masturbation yes okay thank you. A, they said that's how you're supposed to do the trigger so i was like all right really? I, I went in yeah, yeah i should have known that with fdb we went out there man and they had like a post-apocalyptic uh cityscape i remember right? when y'all did this that was a little that was when you get back to the city man let's let's do the paintball thing the right way it's uh uh you was in florida those guns have been uh, played with. Uh, no, I'm telling you, you're talking about the, 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 the professionals. They had the automatic where you could like you pull the trigger once and, and ten let off and around. And not to Ridiculous. mention the, they did not have any armor on. Like the professionals was like going out there with just like like dry fit tight shirts, like warm up stuff when you go to like seven on seven camps. Like said on said mm. pass passing league camps, mm. like the way people mm. looking out there. That's what they was on, and it was clean mm. as a whistle. I could I couldn't. I didn't know how they getting hit from nowhere, bu bullets flying everywhere, friendly fire. It's a whole other world in paintball. But I'm glad I finally got it under my belt and, and did it because uh because yeah that's that's that, that's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you're 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 one of those people that like you have like that bucket list and you'll try anything once. Like uh, would you oh, would you jump out of a plane? Of course. I'm afraid of heights. Why wouldn't I jump out of a plane? I'm not afraid of heights. I'm because afraid you're of afraid of heights. What? No, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling to my death. But if, so, of course, I'll jump out of a plane. Quick you would not? You fact. won't? You don't think so? No, absolutely, absolutely not. The absolutely. one thing that's the uh, one thing that, the one no. that's hanging me up about jumping off a plane is it's so expensive. Like at one point in time in my life where like I liked shoes but didn't can't afford like nice shoes, I was like, I'm not going to pass up on a pair like four retro Jordans just to jump out of a plane with a thing. And also there's a lot of weight limit stuff that I don't, I gotta, I gotta lose some weight to even be uh, allowed to do like Michelle and her brother and everybody went on, on to the, I tweeted this. I say, how many big people get eliminated from a family activity? Cause they, uh, they yeah, I've seen that. heavier than the, whatever the maximum mm -hmm. weight limit, of weight the limit ride is, is. Mm -hmm. where they went on this like, five-story tree course like a uh, five stories up like tree obstacle course where there's like you know zip lining through trees walking on logs and all that sort of stuff and somebody was falling behind him but the weight limit was 275 i ain't been 275 since i was 14 or and then mm -hmm. one time i was depressed 
Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, but maybe next Christmas, you know what I'm saying? I'll be out there on the tree line swinging from the branches. But and then some, uh, her brother was like, you can go out there anyway. I was like, I'm not trying. To, if they have a weight limit, sir, I am right. respecting right. that by 20 right. pounds. I'm not about to yeah. go out there and risk my yeah. life to look at some trees no. and hang and wear a helmet with y'all. No, That's what I I'm saying. You talk about how expensive, how expensive skydiving is. Like, imagine you pay a lot of money for your death. Like that would be asinine. I would, I, I, I refuse to do such ridiculous things. Pay a lot of money for the death. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Inadvertently. That's true. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, shoot. I would argue to say that depending on what you die of, you spend a lot of money on whatever caused that, whether it be Man. you know. Steve McNair died uh, by his mistress. Cancer. His mistress. His mistress uh, shot him in the hotel room. I imagine how much money he spent on her. Before that, for they for his demise. Dang, dog. <laughs> so no, 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 I wouldn't. I would. I would not jump out. Wouldn't of a plane. Plane, no. Why? Why wouldn't you? Um, I would not. Could not jump out of a plane. I will not do it, Brandon. I am. Um, <laughs> Brandon, that was one of my favorite Dr. Seuss books. That shit was hard. No, why? Why would I? Uh, no, I don't like cheating. Death. Right. Like the things that thrill you, the the reason why we get a rush when we do these things. Right. Again, for, back to the last podcast, when I talked about death being an experience that people are acquiescing to, like it, it changes them. It it's addictive. Right. The rush that cops get when they shoot a perp and 20 years down the line didn't kill or been involved in like four police shootings like they're chasing that rush. It's it's, it's a it's a rush. Uh to get in gun battles and all the other stuff. And so I say that to say, I'm not, I, I, I have no reason. I have, like, I look at that stuff like trying crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do not, or even trying cocaine. Like, I'm I'm good. I don't even want to get hooked on it. Like, I don't want to get near it. It's not, I'm good. I'm good. Fun fact, everybody. Um, me and Brandon's father were was a homicide detective. And he told us that, when people jump off of bridges and buildings, it is not the fall that kills them. Uh, their heart explodes. So you end up like pretty much having a heart attack before you hit the ground because your body can't taste the endorphins and the rush, right? And is that not like some sweet, uh, sweet, like somber shit that nature has built in us? They're like, hey, if you end up falling off a mountain or something, don't worry. We're going to make this shit so exciting. You just did before you hit the ground. That way, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, that is that. That's not for the majority of people. I mean, it's not for like all people, but it may be the majority. But I still, I don't know. I'm not afraid. I guess I'm not afraid to die because I'm not like. Uh, I don't think that that's something that I can control. Like I'm not naive enough to think that I can control when I die or not. So like, so you tempted though by jumping out of a plane? I don't think that's tempting it. Like, I don't see that. I don't see that as tempting it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, if there's jumping out of a plane with a parachute, you ain't jumping off without a parachute. I mean, you ever take you ever had those parachute men, those little parachute soldiers, and you like throw them up and then the parachute catches and it toy soldiers. soldiers. Did did, did the parachute always work? Did did it throw the man up? Did, did, Did the parachute always catch? I don't think I, no, I don't think in the dollar store toy uh, soldier man the parachute always work now. Well, I, if you're paying if you're paying twenty two hundred dollars 
to jump from at a specific elevation with somebody whose job it is to, to push people out of planes, fly at a specific weight to have people jump out of planes, and somebody's job to was to climb. Lance, you to worked at climbing. a damn you did, you worked at a damn rock climbing wall at Dicks. And yeah. I mean, some people walk by, I was getting shoes like, I'll be damned if I climb up a wall, fall up back, break my back. Like, and you knew as a as a worker at Dicks, he's like, oh, well, there's there's certain safety yeah. regulations that happen. That, well, that- again, sir, just logically, I understand working at that job. I'm tied to something that is anchored to the ground and my weight is being counterbalanced by the thing. So if I'll fall, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, I won't hurt myself as of this where, you know, not only am I your strap, the instructor is strapped to your butt the whole ride down and. Unless you become professional, then you can you can after after X amount of jumps, you can you can you can ride solo. But go ahead. Oh my God! Imagine, imagine you do everything it takes to ride solo, and on your first go out, you just it just slips like that is. Man, I watch way too much World Star and stuff like that. Like, there's nothing. Good. I know, but like, I don't understand how watching World Star can make you like live in fear. Because I definitely choose there's a lot of people. I see fear. a lot of parachute. And failures, a lot of parachute failures. Out of out of five, like two of them survive. Like okay, think more. about the hundreds of thousands of successful shoots until right. you, until the You're ones right. that hit your page. You're right on, on WorldStar. You're right. Completely, completely, completely uh, irrational and like based on numbers, just completely wrong. But no, sir, I'm good. I, I don't want to do it. Like people right. pick superpowers. And they say, like, flying is a superpower. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what if you get sick? Like, what if you miss air and you, oh, and then you, just, you just fall out the sky? Like, are you going to be flying with a parachute? Imagine <laughs> <laughs> just like anything you get sick, you kind of feel it. You slowly, you don't get sick and just completely lose. <laughs> like, you get sick and you just blind out of nowhere. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> A bird should get blurry. <laughs> a bird, a bird I'm can fly past your gradual. face. Things are gradual. A bird, <laughs> a bird can fly past your face, give you COVID, and you fall fall right off. Oh now we'll say <laughs> there are some people <laughs> that maybe are too uh, too focused on the end goal that they don't read signs. Like I am a big believer of signs, and like I'm a big believer of like being exactly where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. That's how I find the twenty dollars or whatever thing that happens is like. Ooh, I was supposed to be here right when I was supposed to be here. Now, if I was planning on uh um uh uh what is that shit called when you jump out the plane? Skydiving. If I had a skydiving event planned, I lost the weight I needed to lose to do it. I got guy I paid I paid the money, got the deposit, all that stuff, and I get and I'm driving there and I get a flat tire. I'm not skydiving that day. saying i'm like oh not today it wasn't meant to be i didn't get there cleanly like you know what i'm saying like that that would be one of the things like it, it's Mr. like the Mr. whole Newman, you're, you're you're late for the appointment yeah no oh, man, i got a flat tire yeah, no it's okay we'll wait for you you're our only trip for the day no look no. did i tell you i just got a flat tire yeah, let's that means that i'm going let's, to die today right let's schedule some stuff for three months out let's, let's reschedule let's read i'm gonna rethink it y'all keep that little deposit <laughs> And I, if I ever get, if I want to come back again, if God make it so I I'll be up there in that plane with them goggles on, then I'll be up there in the plane with them goggles on. 
Um, See, I'm like that too, but and that is my thinking as well. But in my mind, like I'm up there with those goggles on in that plane, and for some reason, like I'm some spy, and the plane that I'm on is blah 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 contained and blah blah blah, and I like I got to jump out real quick, you know, like the movies. That's what in I mean, my you can, mind. You can I mean, play. That you can play. Uh, what's this shit called when you do that with sex and you make up the situation? Uh, role play. You can role play while you up there. I'm sure. Like they like count you down, like Mr. Bond, you must jump out of the plane in the next 10 seconds to land See, specifically on that. Yeah, like, I'm look sure at you that. can look at that job. That. that was a wonderful job. That's probably 4,400 to jump with a trained actor to give you the evil villain. You know what I'm saying? Jump out because, with a full tuxedo because these dudes is like surfers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, no, you're good, man. I strapped it, man. I strapped it. You know, they're okay, in the sky and how higher altitude. I do think that back to the, the main point, I think that there is um, a personal there's something personal where you can tap into by uh, conquering a fear. Right. And I feel like as long as we are beholden or are like put back by things like uh-uh, I ain't doing that, mm. then we will never be able to do that or anything else. Like there's a mm. there's a mindset that our our, our there's a mind. There's a box that our mind is in that if we don't push ourselves out of that box, it's almost mm. like the whole situation with me uh, getting out of the bar stool. Like it was until I had the courage to like, no, I'm quitting this job because of X, Y, and Z. Like I would have never had the courage to be able to, to recognize like the power of like not feeling beholden to something or not like thinking you need money or think I need this job for X, Y, Z. Like, no, you don't need shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so there's a bit, there's a big mentality of like, uh, if I think I can't, then I can't. And it's not only, I can't just do that. There's a whole bunch of other shit that I can't do just because I think I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Even if it could kill me. Conquer your fears, man. Conquer your fears. <laughs> Go out there, play paintball, jump out of planes. You feel yeah. me? You know like, what I'm saying? If you're blacklisting this podcast, do some white shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what we, that's basically what we're saying. Like, try some white shit. Oh, no, don't do some white shit. White that shit is, is you uh, shot. But white shit is, is jumping out of planes. Can we, is that fair to say? And not and very not, fair to say. Okay. Very yeah. fair to say. Yeah. Even yeah. just from an economic standpoint, like, y'all got the money to be doing this shit and the time. Right. Like, you took off of work. If you have a job, <laughs> you took off work took to spend two, two or three weeks paychecks or two or three months or, paychecks to jump out of plane. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, speaking of that, uh, and speaking of like what we think is probably in a in a white shit box, um, that's funny. Uh, would you run in with the Bulls? No. What do you know? How racist? Oh my goodness! All right, you all. So people don't know the history of the running with the Bulls, right? Do you do you even know like the whole background of that? No. Oh my god! I know we're about to find out. You about to find out. Listen, so the Matador, right? He's dressed up in lights, city of lights. The Matador is supposed to represent Spain. And he's representing Spain during like medieval times when the Moors had control of Spain. They built their fountains. They built their water structure, the aqueducts, all that stuff. Um, the Moors or black Africans um, came into Spain, conquered it, and um just made it the beauty that you see now. Wait, there wait, was wait. a whole Are we battle talking about like actually doing a matador thing or running with the bulls. Both, both are. So I'm going to get to I, um. It's both of them because the okay. running with the bulls coincides with okay a matador show. Okay. Um. 
So the Spaniards pushed the Moors out of um, out of Spain, and that is the running of the bulls. Like the the reason why it's a black bull, right? And they taunt it and keep it alive. They uh, run from it to corner it and eventually kill it. Um, like Olay and all this other stuff. Like all this stuff is based around white people or white Europeans beating black Africans and uh, from city. Hmm? You you may have explained something that you understood, but I don't know if it got understood coming out your mouth. So circle back. How I understand Spain, like many other countries, was built on black people. But was the running of the bulls? Built by black people, and the running of the bulls signifies uh, the ousting of um, the ousting of uh, black Africans. So, like, or the war, like the battle that that they went through. You got these black bulls running after you, chasing after you, right? You're Italian or you're Spanish, so you're wearing your white and red, and those are signifying the, like, soldiers and whatnot and all that other stuff. But, like, in the end, you trap them, and then you kill the bulls. So, like, you trap them in a corner, and everybody, like, throws spears at them. I think this is one of the... uh, Hold on. That that part might be... Let me make sure that I'm getting that right. So, Um, basically, the, the Moors rebelled against the Spaniards and... No, 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 BB. There is no rebellion. The Spaniards rebelled against the Moors who were in control. I thought you said the bull was the black, was the black, was black because of the black, represent the black, the the Moors. Yes, the bull represents the Moors. Yes. So why, why, okay, I was thinking very literal, like that they were running away from them, like they had to run away from the Moors, but in the end they killed Think less run away and think more is a strategy. Like I'm retreating to a specific spot where I want you and then it is there that I kill you. Uh, mm-hmm. But they did have to chase them. I mean, but Moors did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. I mean, the Moors, I mean, again, the Moors came into power, right? So they came into Spain and took over and subjugated the people. And, you know, it was probably a, a big thing. It was like pushing the influence of Africa down. So Africa had become so influential during the 14th century. Not the 14th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 14th century. Um, that there was a, a jointed effort to push them back down. So that's where we get like um, Carthaginia or Carthagen, right? The Romans, they, they always and they always go against the Carthage. Like... Um, the Carthaginians were African. There was like Northern Africa. Then you had like the Middle Eastern, uh, Persian, I guess like Nubian, Egyptian when it was conquered by Rome. Like all there's all these conflicts on the northern border of Africa from like from like the eighth century to like the fifteenth the 14th, 15th century, the 14th century is when Europeans, Europe started to gain momentum um, with guns that they got from China. Like that's where we get the 15th century exploitation, 16th century uh, 
exploitation or excuse me export of black people in the Atlantic slave trade 16th 17th 18th century 19th century we're here in the 20th century that's what I'm actually going to be talking about um I had those notes right and that's one of the areas I wanted to get to um on the podcast was like how old is humanity and kind of talking about the timeline we we don't we don't think of the timeline properly. I was thinking it's about to be 2021. 20, we we have been in consciousness for. Wait, wait, before you start going on this, you two woke to okay. run with the bulls, just to be clear. I'm sorry? You two woke to run with the bulls. Yes, by okay, far too woke. All right, society, how long it's been going? Go if ahead. anything, I'm going to be the bull. I'm going to be on top of one of the bulls with a 38 shoot that people like dodged it like <laughs> they they had they only had horns we got y'all firework too let, you know let's get it um i'm far too no there's to a there's a board. whole other uh a very white sport that is the challenge of riding a bulls in like 14 seconds is like the longest you can do that um but again I like that's that. like racial that's steep in racial uh theory as well and, and like, how long anything, you think the black people can ride last longer no, 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 no. It's um, when you say white things, right? So, like, white things are steeped. I know it's not all racism, right? But, like, white things normally are steeped in, like, racist uh, theory. And people will be like, oh, that's hotel shit. Or that's like, now listen here, brother. You always, but if you really break it down, really look at the history and the beginning origins and stuff, people was just outright racist, right? It was like, yeah public opinion you didn't have to hide your racism if anything you were promoted for the more racist you were right so absolutely a lot of our origins and the things that we kind of enjoy in popular culture stem from this really racist um space yeah, i heard that's this not, that's not new news. um the, i it's not it's not but people don't like the things that are that were stemmed in racism that is new to people because people didn't know it do you feel me like people can blanketly understand that most things originated from a racist standpoint but when you actually pinpoint a certain subject and its origins then it's like oh well i didn't know that that's new well, most things stemmed in america are stemmed in racism because america is stemmed in racism yeah, but people, nobody would, that's a controversial statement. Like, nobody's going to so. openly just, it shouldn't be, right? No, it no, no, I don't think it is anyway. I don't think, I don't think people would dispute that. It'd Ooh, be hard. That to, would be a, I, I mean, don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I think, I think you might be thinking that people care more about the validity of that, but I don't think people do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I think that's just like, yeah, I mean, that's how, I mean, America was built off the backs of slaves. Like, that's not, like how could the, everything and all of our systems not be dipped in racism? One of my most, I'm I'm very skeptical of Dr Pepper because they've been around since 1887. Like what y'all been doing? <laughs> like Dr Pepper was some evil, uh, evil. You know, I don't trust old companies because of exactly what you talk about, like sure. institutions and stuff like that. I was just reading an article about how, um. As political, as as religious people, uh, they we tend to shun institutions that uh, that we find, you know, un <clears throat> ungodly. But there's a lack of repentance from the institution that is 
church in America and and the and how our religious leaders and and how they're uh, steeped in in controversial uh, exploits and there's a lack of repentance before you rationalize someone else's pain or struggles or whatever they're going on through because like I think one thing 2020 has shown us that we are all in position to repent and look inward to see where we have messed up and the people that are leading people to water to kind of realize the thing that you're talking about now is that like everything is steeped in racism in America if it's a big business that is successful because it was profitable to be that what be racist and to get by and to get ahead in America. But so yeah, repentance, I think repentance Repentance isn't enough, though, right? A, there's a penance that needs to be paid as well because that's a, that's now we're getting into an opinion. Well, I'm, I'm I'm asking, like, you know, is that not? It, it, it can be an opinion, Brandon. I'm saying, like, what is your? How does I'm not that saying change? It's bad. Our opinion is good. You have an opinion. You're a very smart person. That's your opinion on things. I don't. I don't want you. Well, to I'm saying treat me with that. No, let no. I'm thinking in the in the realm of uh, Christianity because that's what we're talking about because you know I don't want to we don't want to exclude anybody else's right. religion but most of the time when we're talking about a religion the construct is based in a Christian house so well I, I guess um, I'm only I bring it up when I speak it because I, I am a Christian and that's why that's like it's my form of reference you know what I mean uh, this whole article is kind of about the uh, democrat democratization I can't say the word right but like democratization of religion in america and how it's it's being mm -hmm. like this is right side this is left side where a lot of people and this is what this article is talking about a lot of people are looking for religion a lot of religious people want lawyers to defend their constructs and institutions that they feel like they come from and they hold near and dear when in all actuality religion needs profits and if you spend any time reading the Bible, prophets are shunned, especially from the people that they're from more than the, before, mm. before they're shunned by anyone else. It, it takes people to speak the truth, regardless if people want to hear it or not, to uh, to like start uh, any type of like right way of thinking, Social a revolution. Change. But yeah, but I think that's why, that's why I think repentance is is what is all I think is needed, in my opinion, because it's just a reckoning. It rec it's recognizing that you are the source of the problem and then not even you it's generations of you like where you come from to your core how you were brought into this world the systematic things that were taught to you that are that's all a part of the problem and recognizing that is a part of the solution well i'm saying that's fine and good but the repentance happens with you and your lord right so only you and your god can or whoever you're repenting to uh, if we're talking about black people as the people that need to need to be repented to, I'm not talking about or black people. like, um, cool, no Christians Good. in general, and I don't, and I don't think, and I don't think repentance is is uh, an individual thing with just God. But continue. That's not where I'm coming from. I just want to say before you go into so I don't, no, if you repent with people, so you saying like you repent with people as well? Yes. I'm saying in those instances, that's all that's enough. Like, let's say the dude that threw a Coke can, a full, lo fully loaded Coke can at your head at PRP came up to you and said, hey, 
I was racist back then. I repent for my ways. That's enough. For me, yeah. Yeah. It's sincere regret yeah. and remorse. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all. I mean, I don't. I don't even need Sincerity. that. I think. I think. I think. I think, I think people need to repent for themselves. It's not. It's not for someone else. Like I don't need. You know what I mean? Like I'm not waiting for someone else to yeah. to do something for me to move on. Because I, you know, I've moved on. It's just them saying that to me is just like, oh, good, good for you. You know, repentance is a very like specific, yeah. like individualized thing. It's not. It's not for me. You shouldn't do that for the person that you wronged. You should do it to to help yourself get right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm here for that. Um, Stokely Carmichael said, uh, now Kwame Terrain, Terrain, said, um, Terrain said, um, you know, the mistake with the civil rights movement was that, uh, it operated under the sense that its enemy had a conscience. And he said, you know, the government doesn't have a conscience. So, um, you know, that was like a misstep. And that's what I'm like. That's fine if, like, tie and just tie. I, I use that to tie it into social justice and talking about just the repentance that needs to be done, or recognition, or uh, sincere regret and sorrow. You know that needs remorse. to happen, right? Remorse, right? Um, that needs to happen from a certain amount of people or from a certain group of people. And I think that there's a penance that goes along. All of us. It might, that's, what, that's what I'm arguing. Yeah. I mean, all of us eventually, but people need to be made whole. You know, there are generations of people that are... I don't think anyone else can make you whole. That's, yeah, I don't think that's... I don't think you can be made whole by someone outside of yourself. How does that happen? I mean, people in the lottery, people get inheritance. Matter of fact, that's the biggest one. People get stuff passed down to them. They get inheritances. That's they are made whole, whole, and they don't even know. Absolutely, absolutely. If you, if you, like you know, your your mind can develop in a different way when you don't have food scarcity, when you don't have um, income. Uh, inefficient or not inefficiency but like fluctuation when you don't have house housing security like when you don't have these things you develop in a different way mentally socially emotionally everything you know what i'm saying so like in those cases those people if whole if not whole you know of course i can't account for what they're going through personally um but there's one sector of their life um that was kind of there for them whole that that kind of completed them to who they are now do you know what i'm saying no. like me okay i mean that's fine i'm not here to um try to convince you that's just where i'm coming from with it like no i, um, I guess i'm not trying i guess i wasn't trying to hear you convince me i wanted you to be I guess for our audience' sake, if if other people were listening didn't understand. Well, for our audience's sake, I feel like I feel like they're. Well, okay, so I feel like you're coming from from a. All of us are God's children standpoint, and I'm coming from it from a. We all weren't born equal. 
I don't think that, I mean, of course this. I mean, that's, I think that goes without saying. Of course not. Yeah. Good. I was clarifying. Um, you want me to segue? Whatever you like to do. I'm on Clubhouse. Tell us about that experience. Uh, are Sydney, you... who is our little sister, she told me about Clubhouse because, you know, I usually use her as like our uh, my pulse for what the kids are into or what younger people are into. She, she's, what? Uh, what are you guys into six, these days? Yeah, she's six years our, our junior, so uh, she's pretty tapped in, in my opinion, to especially things that I'm interested in. She's a very creative, um, beautiful mind, beautiful thinker. She's yeah, like we talked to her about her. She has her own clothing brand right now. Um, you know, she yeah. So she told me she told me about uh, CH as the kids call it Clubhouse, and she said it's basically like putting faces and voices to people's tweets. Um, which was like, and she said, I don't know if that makes sense. And I was like, it definitely doesn't make sense, but I can see how being on that app would make it make sense. So I'm just using that as a point of reference. Uh, what has that experience been like for you? Yeah. I don't know. It's so that is the clubhouse the review from Spread Love <laughs> Newman. Eh. I mean, it's it's um it's being on speakerphone. It's like being on a group chat. You you did you ever like three way people when we were younger, right? You'd be on house phone. Uh this generation knows nothing about this, but you'd be on the house phone. And then you like three way your homie in or your friend in, and then they would three way another person in, they would three way another person in. But you didn't have speakerphone. It's like that. Only you got speakerphone this time, so you can still like browse your apps and you know be on Facebook and stuff and just listen to people commentate. I think podcasts and the is there, is there a visual is there a visual aspect to this? There's bubbles with profile pictures. Some of them light up when somebody's speaking and others don't. So there's not a video because I've been hearing a lot about on Joe Budden's podcast. They talk about uh, Joe says that people are trying to get him to host certain clubhouse room, chat rooms. Does that sound like a thing? And like I know yeah. 21 Savage and other people have been on there. And I'm imagining basically like a Zoom call that have people on it like a yard house or something like that that's like a for twitter or some type of streaming like live service but it's not that it's literally just audio with profile pictures and illuminated when audio is coming through is there any transcription like like no no we gotta get your we gotta get your phones hooked up and screen record whenever we're back together or maybe just remote the next episode uh and and see actually no i'll be back so we can do it we can do this in person but i, I want to see and experience what it is like being on clubhouse because I, I it'd be hard it's hard for me to envision because i see i see yeah. that i see i've seen some profile screenshots and it looks like mm-hmm. the followers who's following all that stuff is very similar to instagram at the top you, you, you never called screen. into like you never called into like radio shows did you no, uh, I mean, I mean, when I was at Barstool Breakfast, uh, it was a radio show, and I called in at whenever Carter was born to talk to them. So, like, I understand, like, you talking about, like someone. Well, it's like it's like yeah, that. But so I used to um, go. I used to call into web radio, like poetry radio shows, right? So, like, there was a website you can go to, 
it has a radio show during this hour that you can call in there and do your poem and stuff like that, right? I was bamboozled into one of these things by a poet called Black Ice. And if you remember, Black Ice was a prominent poet on uh, Deaf Poetry Jam on HBO. Mm. And I thought that he was hosting it. So I like got on. I was like, oh man, I'm about to do an open mic on a radio show with Black Ice from Most Deaf. And apparently it's some dude that took his name from Chicago and uh, it was a big controversy about him perpetrating under Black Ice's name. And I stopped going to the radio show, but very popular it, show. Or, but not, not show. Very popular name to be taken. So it's like one of those things like who was the first person that made the your mom so small she hang out on a Dorito joke. You know what I'm saying? I like to think mm-hmm. I was but like I'm sure somebody else came up with that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, most things somebody else came up with, right? So anyway, it's back to black guys. But that's it's very dangerous. It was clubhouse. It was clubhouse. It was clubhouse. It was yeah. It was it was clubhouse. Exactly. Black ice is so dangerous, and that's what was so great about his poetry. It was like it was like it's like bro, you are like this hidden danger on the road, and your poetry is just this hidden wokeness. Right. You know, on the you, road no one life. sees you, but you can still end up with a broken arm because you there. <laughs> He had, this, he had this hip-hop style, so you think you, like, listen to a rapper, and then he slips some deep stuff on you, and you're like, oh, I'm on this black ice. I'm crashing. Boom. By the way, I have to say, and not to get away from Clubhouse, but uh, Gucci Mane and his wife, uh, Kior, is that how you say her name? They just uh, welcomed their first child into this world. Uh, his name is Ice. So Ice Davis. Gucci Mane's son brought to this world 2020. So I just, you know, just thought that was worth mentioning. That's a good name. Okay. Is it? You don't think so? Ice Cube. I was I was telling I was telling uh shout out, to, shout out to O'Shea Jackson. I, I was I was telling Michelle because she was asking, she's like, We had a kid right now, like what would you name him? And I was like, Y'all not gonna like this, but I kinda like the like names that are kind of like nicknames but are real names, like like major and like sir, but also like honestly, honest to God, my favorite name right now is Man Man. So like I it would be hard for me not to name another child Man Man. Not not to name Man Man. Because like that's hard. I don't dislike major or um, sir at all. Uh, I don't dis. I mean, man, man. I don't know. There's a creativity in black people. Do you, you haven't watched Lovecraft Country though? Have you? Twice. Okay. So like that. okay. I'm sorry. Well, then good. You get this right. I didn't like the fact that it's like, on tick. His name is Atticus. Name yourself. Right. Like name yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Like Ice Davis may one day grow up and want to name himself something else, you know. And when that happens, we'll see what we'll see what how he decides. How do you like the name yourself mentality when you are a second and you've named your son a third? I'm going to raise my son with the knowledge and just assurance that I don't care if he changes his name. Like if you if you want to call yourself something different. By all means, son, change your name. I was kind of stuck on the whole naming my child this, but I was talking to a person who's a third. I was talking to a third, and he said, no, 
I'm not naming my 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 son. That. It can die. It's dying with me. Like it's a, yeah. he said, it's it's a vain practice. He was like, it's a it's a it's a it's a completely it really self-absorbed is. practice. It is, but if like if your wife is down for it, I mean, like I know a, a buddy of mine uh, at Notre Dame, my a roommate. He's uh, Chris LeBoja. Shout out to Chris. Um, his mom is named Barbara, and their daughter is named Barbara. Like, so it's not just yeah, mask. It's not just with men. I mean, but I'm saying the vanity of it. It, that spans yeah, that, the genders. that's gender neutral. You, you the vanity is gender neutral. And, and if you think about the origins of it, right, it was always the brother of the son, right? So, like, I was going to name my son Kingston. I was going to name him Brandon so yeah. that I also had a Lance and Brandon, yeah. right? I still remember that phone call when he told me, and I was like, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to name your son, but I, okay. I also was thinking about Russell Simmons kids who one of Diggy like one of the kids or not Russell Simmons kids uh Rev Run's kids one of his kids is named Russell off a of, name after his brother so I was like okay it's not like too far off and like right. we and I'm very happy that Kingston is Kingston. Yeah well I mean again those are the why those are usually the second and the thirds right like Charlemagne and uh King Henry and all this other stuff yes. right those were the uncles they were named after their uncles do you feel me because that's what that's what the that's what the monarchy was right your sister the sister of the king has this the heir to the throne right like that was the yes yes so that, that there wasn't any infighting within the main line so anyway um you know i i feel like yeah if if lance if Thurgood, if uh, LG3, if he wants to change his name, by all means, son, do your thing. Okay. If you want to keep I'm, it going, I, I was just, I, I was just making sure that I was, I was, I was surprising to hear you say that that you knew also, it was a vain practice. Also, the thirds always end up bad, like terrible. Why yeah, man, look it up. Look it up. It's a, it's a gut data fact. I didn't know it. I didn't know it at the time. It was after I named him that I started to see this pattern of like the thirds in the news and just in like these terrible articles so like these people doing these just terrible things were always the blank 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 the third and i was like dang how's the third version is just terrible like does it deteriorate okay over time? I, have, I have two <clears throat> people i'm close with that can <clears throat> one one solidifies that not solidifies that but and then the other one is uh, the one that disputes it. I'll start with the dispute. Willie Cologne, William, uh, Miriam Cologne. He is the third of his generation. He's a Super Bowl champion, uh, you know, 10-year NFL vet, done very well for himself, uh, came from that in the Bronx, like actual streets in the, in the projects. Um, and now he has a fourth with uh, the f- four. They call, they call him four, but he, he is the fourth. So shouts out to Willie. The other one, J.J., my buddy JJ, he's the fourth. I remember going to his party in New York City. I flew from Muncie to New York City to celebrate him turning 24 because he was the fourth and every Joseph John Sass before him never lived past 24. <laughs> yes, yeah, so so it was a celebration uh that he was that he's uh you know continues to go. Hey, you know. 
how old is humanity y'all this is going to be the theme for this podcast you all it's like we do these things as humans to try to prolong our life we are obsessed with immortality from vampire videos to like uh space travel videos vampires the, the concept of vampires yeah, from the concept of vampires to the to everything, like we are obsessed. Uh, Fountain of Youth, right? We we are obsessed with plastic surgery. Plastic surgery. We are obsessed with immortality, um, and in that immortality, because we know our bodies will decay, we try to pass on our names and thinking that that's going to like uh, positively keep it going. So, I guess I was at that. I was at that point when I named my child, but um. No, no, no amount of naming is going to date humanity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I names are also like kind of really imp- important in that way. That's why I think it's a lot of pressure to kind of put that staple on somebody, and also to like, there's a certain level of like creativity and like newness. Uh, shout out mm-hmm. to the uh, all uh, up and all the smoke podcast. Rajon Rondo was on. Uh, Louisville Goat, we we talked about him before, but you should listen Louisville to that. Goat. Yeah, listen bah, to that listen bah. to that podcast. Listen to that podcast because he's like he's very, very Louisville, but like also like it's just a specific way that he is Louisville. But one of the things they said was basically um Kevin Garnett had came on their podcast when he got traded to the Celtics. That was uh Ray John Rondo's rookie year, and he said he told the Danny Ainge and Doc Rivers, who was the head coach at that point in time, uh, keep that little African kid y'all got. I like him. Talking about Rajon Rondo, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen Jackson tells Rajon Rondo the story, and he said, "Oh yeah, I know Kevin Garnett. Uh, KG telling that weak ass story, like whatever." <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> "He said, but that's his truth. I can't even trip, whatever." So then <laughs> Stephen Jackson, when he's like, "So let's go back to the let's let's go to you know your nationality, your your uh your name, Rajon, like." How, where did that come from? And Rajon, he said, it's Rajon, and my mama just made that shit up. You know what I'm saying? We from Louisville. She Like, my my uncle named Roderick, so she probably used that to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so perfect. It's and it so was perfect. just like, it's just like, so perfect. not even thinking about, like, the fact that this is just a black dude from Louisville, and we get creative with our names, and not that Louisville mm-hmm. the only place, but, like, you know, we, we get, like, mm-hmm. For him to go, just go straight to what's your nationality, Rajan? What is that from? It's like, come on, dude, you are not a white journalist. Like that question come could on. have been thrown in the trash. And, and, but, and see, Brandon, you know, like I can't just be on surface level with things, right? Like it's only American Africans that do that. Like where we creative with names and stuff like that. I got a homie named Y'all, 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 Y A W. He's a poet out of Cali. Very mm-hmm. dope. Um, his name is Yao because he was born on a Thursday. So he has like four different names. Of course, he's African. He's Nigerian. Oh, Yao, what you, bro? Let me know. Um, but he's Af- He's of African descent, like first generation. And like his first name is Yao because he was born on Thursday. And then his other what names. Means. What is that? Is Yao? Uh, just all, all. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Because maybe he was born on th- why is Thursday. It because he was born on Thursday. All men of his people that are born on Thursday are named Yao. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I was born yeah. on Thursday too, so shout out to him. So I, I, just, I often just, I often think of do you know what day you were born? Yeah. Um I often think that people who are born on specific days 
uh, like they have good days on those days. Like my like speaking of Willie, have you ever did your he's born on a, he's born on a Saturday, and he just he's just a partier. He's like that type of person. Like I was born on a Thursday, which is kind of like the weekends coming to end, but we getting started a little bit. But there's a little seriousness to it. But I always have good Thursdays. It's unanimous. I always have a good Thursday. What interesting? Yeah, I wonder if you have a good Thursday because you've you know like learned that fact about yourself. So, yeah, I manifested. You just, yeah, you manifest a good Thursday. Yeah. Anyways, you're saying you're talking about yeah. Um, no, I'm just talking about what names mean and how they kind of come, how they, you know, come to being. I think that like it's just one of those things as spirits having human experiences, right? We are uh, bodies that have souls, not or excuse me, we are souls that have bodies, not bodies that have souls. You know what I'm saying? Say that so, again, because um, I was reading about him. He he may be uh, uh, from Ghana, because uh, it says. Okay, that, there you uh, go. That sounds familiar. That sounds says, very familiar. Uh, yeah, there that's it. Means it's a masculine name given to Akan people who are born. Akan, yes, there we go. That's he's Akan. There we go. Love, perfect. Empire, um, Empire of Ashanti. Shout out to the, to the queen. Come on. That she had to cancel so, that her and that verses between her and Keisha Cole. She had to cancel because she got COVID. Hey, coming to America too is coming out. You watching that? I, did you see the preview? I didn't. You didn't see the preview? I didn't. I'll, you, I'll send you the preview so we can talk about that. But uh, it's going to be on Amazon uh, Prime. Mm-hmm. I think Eddie Murphy's uh, African accent has gotten just like way worse over time. Because I, I remember it was being it was like pretty. I was impressed. 11-11. At that point in time. I was I was impressed at that point in time. And then now it's just kind of like, oh, okay. The whole movie's gonna be like that. No, but I'm excited. Of course, I'm excited. He's going back to Finest John, and, and um, also, uh, gosh, I'm losing his name, but he's a he's a brilliant. Arsenio uh, Hall. No, no, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine O'Neal. That's mm-hmm. I believe that's his name. He's a uh, comedian actor, uh, comedian who, um, who he helped write the. No, Jermaine O'Neal's the famous basketball player. What is that? Yes. I, I, oh, God. I, the Celtics Jermaine came to Fowler, mind. Brandon Fowler, Fowler, was Jermaine like, Fowler. Jermaine Fowler. He, mm-hmm. uh, he, he brought back. Uh, he was on Crashing. He was in a bunch of stuff. But he, uh, Superior Donuts is the, the show that he acted in. But um, he brought back all that. One of the main writers there. And he's hilarious. And he is the son that Eddie Murphy is coming back to find in that film which i'm excited about because this guy's just been a really good actor you've seen him because he's on that meme of uh uh sorry to bother you when he's like good day brother oh yes it's a great day it's a, you know what no let's let's buy some coffee you know let's have three two four five you remember that that meme like the nope. aggress over aggressive thing between uh lakeith stanfield and jermaine Fowler? nope nope you didn't see sorry to bother you Oh, when they was giving each other compliments. Yeah, like aggressively giving each but other But it was compliments. aggressively, yes. Yeah, yes that's the main fella. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, man, sorry to bother you. It was a little weird at the end. Like, I was with it up until the end. And in the end, I was just like, hey, bro, what the fuck am I watching? All right, y'all. So, look, check us out real quick. Um, oh, I don't know what I was about to give you. Well, I wouldn't let me just say this because I do feel like we're going everywhere right now, which is funny. And this is kind of how we do podcasts. Uh, it seems like that's what we're doing. Um, but the person you had given me, you had sent me a screenshot of somebody who said shout out to the podcast. 
and they called it a certain term that had not heard before. And I looked the term up. <laughs> the literal definition of the term was like confusing. Oh, the term? Igma- was it, it, I can't remember. Igmatic. Igmatic. Enigmatic. Yeah, enigmatic. Difficult to interpret or understand, mysterious. <laughs> I was like, that yep. is not something you want your podcast to be. But shout out to everybody listening. <laughs> no, but I, I believe that word has turned to one of those words that you use and you don't use it like specifically to the definition. You just use it in the context that it was introduced to you as. So they probably gave it to you as a compliment. You was like, oh yeah, that's real enigmatic. And then you like, so now you just give it to every person that you I was afraid. I was afraid that that was the case. (laughs) Maybe it's just like, he was like, okay, smart word dictionary. Let me see something about something. But anyway. Hey, looking up words. Hey, I'm a poet. Looking up words. I, I used to write poems. And not, I will put a word there, and I wouldn't know if that's like the word if the fit. I just knew it rhymed, it fit with the rhyme scheme, and then I would look the word up. I was like, "Oh shit, it go perfect with it." That's what I'm talking. You know, I used to get, it used to get me hype. Um, but yes, we are everywhere. We are a little confusing. That's fine about enigmaticism. Um, but you're gonna make up words. But it, it was eleven eleven just a minute ago. I feel like it's a good time. Um, to chill y'all we are gonna we on our ninth episode all right we're gonna be coming back with our 10th episode and we agreed that we'll bring on a guest for our 10th all right so you all stay tuned um our 10th episode i'm i wanted to be uncle money honestly um i'm down i I mean he's i was i was a little bit upset that he didn't know that we was in the house when all them people busted in the house looking for him now obviously somebody snitched on him and it was wrong for information but he he, he detailed it was the shively police atf fbi all these different people we was eating our kfc uh watching t- boom eating our kfc watch cartoons law enforcement check out episode 10 we're gonna have <laughs> uncle money on and we are going to go deep into that whole thing because I was I was about to start correcting Brandon or like trying to give him Ma's take, but this is going to be beautiful um, Uncle Monty stuff. Um, so check out episode ten. But for this episode, um, I was like sitting here and I'm thinking about humanity, and I'm like, bro, people don't even understand how old humanity is. We in 2021. Um, I watch uh, Oroville. Have you seen that? The creator, Seth MacFarlane, uh, he created Family Guy, um, The Cleveland Show, American Dad. Um, yeah, no, Oroville, you know, is that the, let me look it up. It's the Star Trek S. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, I have not seen show. it. I know it's popular. It's, it's definitely, it was a Fox thing and it was big for, obviously it was only for two seasons, but continue. Yeah, well, I mean, it's very... It, I, I'm not surprised it was for two seasons because we're on the second season and it's starting to get a little y'all reaching a little bit. People don't people lost the, Where are you watching the imagination on Hulu. Okay, good. Um, so I'm watching Orville and Orville is a Star Trek type um, show, y'all. For those who haven't seen it, it's like Star Trek. There's based in the future. Um, Earth has left um, Earth and is. Uh, habitating the galaxy on some uh, imperialism if you ask me but just they're exploring and finding new worlds and all this other stuff so it's funny Um, but it had me thinking it's like 
people, we think we're only in 2021, right? Um, it's, it's, it's 20. We're still, we're, this episode will be released in 2020. Right, right. Right, 2020. We're about to be um, come up on 2001. And the world and humanity is so much, so much older than that, right? Um, I know that Jewish cats, y'all follow a different calendar. I heard um, Seth Rogen make a joke about it. Now, did some research on it a little bit, and um, I don't know the specific date, but they go back. I think it's another thousand or so years from the two thousand and. Um, 21 so people don't get the timeline right right because after 2021 when you go back to zero then you have to go further back but because we're sheep we think 2021 and we think that like we was in cave or everybody was a caveman i'll be seeing caveman references and it pisses me off i'm like you motherfuckers was in cave i was in a in in some plane no one thinks that 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 zero from 2021 was the was caveman era because there was AD and BC and and all yeah, those other get, things that happened before that that people, people remember, huh people don't even understand that concept but you give people a lot of credit they That's think fair. BC they they think BC was when the dinosaurs was. Yeah, no, that's, that's come okay. on. You're in, you're in Florida. I guarantee you, fifty people in your radius right now think that like before Jesus was born, it was pterodactyls flying in the air. Like it ain't no. It was the Flintstones. Jesus, Jesus and it was born Jesus. on zero. It was Flintstones and it was Jesus. <laughs> we was in bedrock. We learned how to make machines and use the dinosaurs to our advantage, and then Jesus was born, and then human history, right? But if you're educated a little bit, just a little bit, or have just the slightest curiosity, you understand it. Like it goes past that. Not only does it go like 2,021 years past zero, right? The other way, negative 200, or excuse me, negative 2,021, it goes even further back. It goes negative 3,000, or, or excuse me, 300,000. You know, like what I mean? Neil deGrasse Tyson is like dedicated his life to let people know that. It's like to illuminate people on this shit. That communist bastard. You're talking about Neil deGrasse Harris, whatever his name is. Neil deGrasse Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he's some Einstein. He ain't no Einstein. What? Einstein was Jewish? Well, fuck. No, I'm playing. We're from Kentucky. There's definitely that conversation happened in some household so look y'all check this out i got this book it's called um sapiens and it's by yuval yoval noah harari some shit like that um but brother like goes through all of human evolution like goes through like as far back as we should be going back right so there's a lot of things that he has to break down before he starts going back and i kind of wanted to describe that so I want to use you as a factor because you are the average um, American that kind of, uh, are you challenged? And I'm proud that? to be an American, well, at least I know I'm free and I won't. Don't believe in dinosaurs. 
And I don't believe in dinosaurs. Now, I think the average American believes in, believes in dinosaurs, but at my reasons <laughs> are just why are we why are we believing with them with them white people in the desert with with, with brushes and sticks and stuff. But they people out here trying to create jobs at all the times. But guess what? Everybody hustles at the end of the day, and they hustle all of us out into sticking bones in museum, and we we give them all kinds of money for years of research. All right, whatever. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So. We're talking about things like dinosaurs. People don't understand how long ago dinosaurs lived. Like people don't understand numbers. Remember, I sent you that um, that meme that said, um, "What was it?" We, we said the last episode where we were talking about a billion dollars, right? And people don't understand the amount that a billion is. Um, FYI, Je- Jeff Bezos is one of five sin billionaires centi billionaires meaning that they have over a hundred billion dollars and that's absolutely ridiculous you it would take it would take this many millions of years to spend all of that money so um we'll go back people think that it's like 2000 it's really two million humanity and the species of homo sapien has been jigging on the planet for two million years Two million years, Brandon. That is the amount of time we've gotten to to now, right? It took two million years from for people to be like to be like, let's start counting these things. Yes, um, it was. Uh, that makes sense. Two point five. Because no, we, I mean, no, how many, like we, cause we didn't stone know. tools. We stone didn't tools. Know. That's how it's. That's how it's gauged. We two million years ago, we had stone. We started using stone tools. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not. That's not too surprising. I mean, we just, we just, we're barely getting a concept of the seasons, and we kind of decide when the shit starts and ends, and you know, by the stars and the moons, and how many moons are in a calendar year. We made up the calendar. Yeah, I, I, I can believe all that. So think about two million years ago, right now. All right, you going back two million years? You there? You one of the Homo sapiens? You part of the Homo sapien? Um, genius genius pool g-e-n-u-s genius genius pool um but there's different strands of that homo um populate uh, of that of that of that human you got homo neanderthalus homo erectus erectus and homo sapien so those are the three big dicks on the playground right those are the three uh humanoid species uh you got the erectus in asia in the Asia area, you got Neanderthal in the European area, and you got Sapien in the African area. Two million years ago, BB. They all like lived in their places, and who knows what the earth looked like two million years ago, but all this is going on. Stone tools is being developed finally in Europe, Africa, stone tools have been being used. Um Kenya, Lucy, you know Lucy, the oldest bones um in the in the world, right? That's like 2.3 or um yeah, yeah, something like that, right? That's where that's how old her bones are. So and those was found in Kenya in eastern Africa. So boom, you got all these uh folk living all these types of human, right? Two thousand years or excuse me, two million years now to twenty twenty one. Homo sapien is everybody's gene. It, it, that that is, 
Homo sapien took over. Neanderthal went extinct. Erectus, Homo erectus went extinct. Sapien took over everything. Um, right now they said uh, Neanderthal can only be found. It's like 0.1% of Neanderthal still kind of exists in European yeah, and people. Boom. Um, okay. Mm. Oh, yeah, missing link shit. There we go. Um, but that's what I'm like. We, we need to think about um, time. And I wanted to do a few years. So that's 2 million years ago. 500,000 years ago. Um, that's when the Neanderthals were like really in power. Um, 200,000 years. Homo sapien leaves East Africa. 30,000 years. So this is negative 30,000 years if y'all follow along. We know 2021, negative 300. Or 32,021 years in the past, the Neanderthals become extinct. All right. And that is where we're at. That's where we're at in humanity and so on and so forth. Um, I feel like we need to get the timeline right. That's that's all I'm saying. For like what the purpose? Timeline. Uh, because our history, like, our humanity and our evolution is based on our memory, our historical memory, right? So like the we survived as humans or we got to the point we are now by having conversations and telling stories of what to do and what not to do, right? Like there's a bush over there. You can't eat those berries. You'll die. My, I remember my, my cousin, my second greatest cousin removed, you know, he, he died from those bush berries. It's like it is through this historical knowledge of what we did wrong is how we get right and evolve and because our timeline isn't correct because constantine um the romans kind of came through and said all right we're gonna start from zero louis ck has a hilarious joke where he says like Christianity is wild. He said, they came around and said, all right, it's zero. The year is zero. Come on, everybody in the world, start counting. Come on, one, two, China, come on, three, four, Africa, come on, five, six. Yes, no, we're all counting. We're all using our calendar now, right? Um, people need to realize that, like, people need to understand, like, we have to re-talk about how we're talking about the timeline because otherwise you don't understand historical facts like Mansa Musa or Amar Bukhari. How how are those how are those concepts of those entities muddled by how we count years today? Because I don't because, understand why we why we need to know because yeah, Africa yeah. okay so Africa was in a golden age. Um like 3,000 years, so negative 3,000, Africa was in a golden age. They were the heads of the world. They exported the most gold. They had the best linens. Everything went through Africa. And then minus 3,000 years, you have the rape of Africa, and everybody takes things out, and then we start modern modern times, right? So if you kind of understood, and then Africa, that golden age, that was negative 3,000 years is when the golden age started to fall down. Like that's when they started to slip before that. Yeah. In, in Africa before that they had been 
like the the the, the end all be all for like tens of thousands of years going that way in direction. So if we understood that, we would have a different understanding of who we all are as humans and then also as like people in general like oh. self-confidence self-confidence uh history builds self-confidence or or mode self-confidence right like america can only be it, it is the history that we glorify that makes people proud of it right but if we used to know kind of some of the seedy truths behind some things you wouldn't be as proud right but that's how you develop that's how you inspire um you know, I think self, you would, I think you would like to think that way, but I think there's mm -hmm. a, a uh, there's an honesty to people believing what they like to believe, even when the truth is staring them in the face. So I, I think uh, universalizing. There's an honesty. Yeah, there's an honesty to the fact that people believe what they want to believe, even when truth is is staring them right in the face. So. I say history, I can understand you're saying like maybe as a people we'd all respect all nationalities, especially Africans, if you knew this to be truth as the as the thing. But I, I think that what all that tells me is that and all history really teaches us, in my opinion, is how uh it repeats itself in a very, very real way to the point where America is building itself up to put a big target on its back to mm. be the next Africa to talk about how they were pillaged because for, and exported for all the goods that we stole originally as Americans and ever all the people within it. So like, um, like I think, I think, well? knowing, I think knowing, knowing that truth is something individualized for you, for, or for us to like, you know, to, to, to march around with other people's understanding of that as truth really doesn't do much for me because like people just will always choose what they choose to believe regardless of, mm. you know, you know what I mean? That's like, interesting. Yeah. No power of thought, power of thought. I, I truly believe that because we all believe in gravity, gravity exists. If we all believe that we could fly or manipulate gravity to our will, motherfuckers will be out here supermaning it up, getting sick and falling out the sky. You, just, you took my, you took whatever I just said to the umpteenth degree, but we was actually, Michelle and I was talking about the whole Peter Pan concept of people writing the story. Like, it's much easier to believe that that story was written by an adult now being an adult because, like, the whole concept of never growing up is attractive to someone who is pushed into that because when you grow up, um, you can't wait to get older. Well, the, well no, but I mean, so when you, when you get older though, you realize like life is just about obligations and responsibilities that you either shun or except as reality to something that you can that you have to take care of or whatever you know let me talk about like people not taking care of their kids or whatever the reason is like it's like i'm not gonna let society tell me just because i nutted an old girl that i gotta take care of dude you know what i mean or, or you know what i mean like so well my, my g do what you want to do but you can't be out here in no green leotard flying around talking about you know you leader of the lost boys that's just it's gonna get you in a nut house i wanted to talk about that too brandon like we talk about um, psychic or not psychic, but like uh, mental instability. And 
I I really I'm have a running theory that's developing that they just kind of have a superpower. Like they see past the veils, uh, people with mental issues. Oh yeah. So like schizophrenia, I mean, personality. You know his his uh, his disability is a superpower. I try, I've always believed that to be true. I never questioned that for in, mm. in, a, in an instance. And I also think that. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing as like when, uh, w- women, and I'm like, I don't know what century this was in, but you know, Charles Dickinson times or whatever, the amount of women that were admitted to hospitals just because their husbands were gaslighting them into thinking that a lamp was actually off that they turned on and they're looking mm-hmm. at it and it was like, no, this lamp, the lamp is off. Like gaslighting is, I mean, that's the point of gaslighting. It came from that terminology because people are made to think that they're crazy and talking about you know get it go back to race it's like black people were made to think that they're inferior from in systematic right. things and things like that right. but in all actuality you right. know we we know the truth of the matter right. so yeah I, I do believe that there is a um it's like the whole childlike honesty thing it's like there's a a rain man is a perfect example obviously we're talking about fictional that's a fictional thing as well as peter pan is but the concept that being beholden to social norms and constructs limits your level of thinking and also your imagination and also your reality to what is real and what's not real like yeah i i, I keep talking to michelle about the fact that like the thing the fact that i think that because I believe into the in the spiritual world allows me to not be afraid of it and come to turn and like in the sense of like I right. think it's just a part of my everyday because I I can't be praying to a god that I believe in and also think that like any form of extra extraterrestrial like entity does not exist. I just think that because my brain is open to seeing and believing that what I'm seeing could be result in that in that conclusion then I, I I have a, a wider grasp and scope of the world and how it can move and the explanations for things and how they move than Michelle, who will always take it to a scientific or mathematic uh, explanation for something that is unexplainable. So, yeah, so like okay. I, I, I do, I do Forbes, believe in that. The Forbes, Forbes just came out with an article uh, saying that intuition is the highest form of intelligence. Um, and they're just kind of speaking to that sixth sense that we have that we've kind of denied. Um, and it was like, there's no way to measure it. So that's why it hasn't been a scientifically studied thing. Um, but it exists. Um, people are starting to like, let me, let, let me, it. let me bring, let me bring it back. Cause I, we've been looking up words in this podcast, intuition, noun, the ability to understand something immediately without the need to, of, without the need of conscious reasoning. Boom. So people are starting to realize that intuition is like a form of intelligence. I always credit my intuition to my intelligence in in general. Like the reason why I could slack in school and still get A's on tests is because like I just knew the information before I learned the information for some strange reason. It was just something that has been with me. Um, And then we talk about um, this being superpowers. So my son Kingston is on the spectrum. He's on the um, autism spectrum and he communicates quite differently. But I will tell you, like his intake of information is the same as any other kids. Right. Like his his imagination, his playing with toys, like he's right on track with 
the other kids his age is just emotionally he's not up for the bs like i society says i need to tell you i want juice i want to just drag your hand to the to the refrigerator you know what i want why am i why are we at the refrigerator right now like why am i why, why am I hitting my head against the refrigerator? Because you know what I want. And we sitting here trying to say, you know, juice, juice, drink. We try to do the signs and right. sign language and stuff. Some of that works. Some of it doesn't work. But like, he's getting better. He's getting so much better. He'll say, he'll just repeat, drink, 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 drink. You know, he'll, he's starting to understand these are the social norms and this is how you right. get what you want. Because we can't understand your language, but it's definitely a superpower of his. Like it's he's cock strong. Like like uh, parenting as a whole is is this concept of of uh, assimilation and 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 conforming to mm-hmm. forms of what the like hitting certain benchmarks at certain point in times and things mm-hmm. like that. And so it's always like you have to do this because this is how we talk in this world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, right. Yeah, it's right. Like, yeah. But what if I, what if everyone was to live in the <coughs> world? Like what, what type of, you know, right. When you angry at somebody, when, when somebody don't give you the, the cookie that you was asking for, just hit, but the shit out of them. Fuck it. Like you are angry. You don't know what to do with your emotions. We have, but people in this world, I told you about when he had but his daycare when, when he was one or like two, one, one and a half. Um, his daycare worker had him. And he was upset about something and he came back and popped right in the bridge of her nose and her eyes. She said she almost passed out. She said she blacked. She said she blacked out. Her legs got weak. But she realized like halfway before falling that she still had king said she like got back up. She had a bruise and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Kingston is like having yeah, yeah. Having Kingston is like it's almost like uh, it's like oh, this is what um, shit. What's the name of those people that that found Superman was? But the the what is his what is his actual what's his what's his uh Kryptons. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Kryptonians. No, what no the pseudonym Clark Kent. Kent the Kent family. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like the Kent family when they had baby Superman. It was like, right. what is right. going on? Like, right, right. This is not. This is not normal. He's 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 strong. And what did they do? What did they do? They had patience. All right, they went out here whooping Superman because he's shooting lasers out his eye. Right, right. they're not out here uh, grounding him. him because they protected him. They knew that the society they helped him assimilate, mm-hmm. and they helped him like quench his powers because that's what you do as a decent human being they couldn't right. they could have been out here hey you know just lift this bank up look right. this armored truck is going they're saying like lift if, it up if, and bring it to the barn if this if this grown man finds out that you they can that you can knock them out with a head but they're going to try to take you from us exactly exactly yeah exactly so that's 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 the correction the only correction that comes from us is things that will get him arrested killed or in a lot of trouble in society otherwise do right your thing do your thing king Bongi. Right. do your thing bro yeah mm-hmm. I, I i love i love playing i love that kingston loves me because i feel like that we have this we have this thing that we in, in, in we're intuitive we're both so intuitive that we just know that we're on the same page and like I can understand 
playing with one toy in the carpet by myself while everybody's doing something else because like mm-hmm. this is all this is all I really need. You know what I'm saying? I'm in mm-hmm. this little land, in this little world, and I'm interested in as he gets older the realizations and, and type of epiphanies that he can bring to the table from being pulled physically and pushed into this new world that everyone else is living in, but still in his mind, living in that in that in that world that, that does it's, it's like like you said, it's not y'all, BS. y'all connect no, y'all connect on some strength shit. Y'all connect on some, I knew I could mani- manipulate and move anything, no matter how heavy it was, at a very I'm young age. You, it's, it's beyond strength thing, because I was talking about, like, we just, uh, Torin went to McDonald's. We was picking, we, he was, anyways, we got McDonald's, and he got a, a, a Happy Meal, and I think he is eight. And I was just, t- I just remembered, uh, shouts out to Kevin Wade, one of our cousins, big cousins, like, I never got Happy Meals. Like, I was always a Big Mac kid from the mm-hmm. jump. Like, and I just mm-hmm. was all in, like, I had to stop myself from eating them because, like, I was just like, yeah, I don't need that little thing. I want the I want the big one because that's how much I can consume. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the apt nature of, it's just the, it's an abundance of, of what you can handle, what you're, what you're ready for, and it, and it doesn't meet benchmarks. It surpasses a lot of benchmarks. I, I, I have youth league pictures of myself walking out the field, shaking the hands of my coach and looking down on them. Was, it, was that man short? Maybe. But he was born. He came from a family. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I'm not. So we are, we're not a very tall family. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think we're the tallest people on our, our mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And. You know, our dad's side of the family is, is pretty tall. Dad thinks he's six foot, but I hope he's listening to the podcast around. You're not. I don't know when you were, <laughs> but you're not six foot. And I don't know when last time. Yeah, I used not six foot. So I know that because I'm six foot. But anyways, uh, intuition. I do think that's important. And I think that's a feeling. I use a lot feeling, of people. Feeling is in people I, telling you that your feelings are not real is is, is, is is dangerous because it's like the Albert Einstein was moved by intuition and was and he proved himself by science. And that's why we all like validate it. But a lot of people, we shouldn't need things to, to, to certain things to, to validate where we are. Even like when it comes to religion and, and, and my whole thing about being a Christian and God things like I'm moving on intuition. Like there was a point in time when my faith was shaken. I relearned everything in a recent and I recognized that I had to have a personal relationship with God for my version of whatever I was going to be following. And I used the Bible as a as a tool of sorts uh, in that realm. But like this is my feeling like, and I can't. And for me to shun that and like be quiet on that is to me to like limit my level of thinking. So like I have to digest and 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 share to to better process things like it has to go out of me it has to come out of my mouth for me to rationalize it in my own head but me rationalizing it is secondary to me feeling it and i think that's the most important part and i'm trying to have y'all feel it if y'all feel it not necessarily a religion point but like whatever i got to say if you feel it that's on you to feel it but i'm just trying to articulate how i feel it because that's why i'm saying it because i feel it and I, don't, yeah. and I and i don't feel the dinosaurs thing but I don't and if you're that, wondering I don't want that to be a trope i don't really don't if you're if you're trope, but, i mean it's uh, if you're wondering um I'm um like I, I, I my religion is love. I think I've mentioned that before. And me and Brandon were both I want to point out me and Brandon were both kind of born under the same religious background so to speak and that's how Brandon's um path and journey developed. My journey developed to more 
um, detachment and then reattachment to. I, I, let me say like, this. I do. Th- I do think that there's a misconception because what we are raised on isn't to why I am where I am today. You know what I'm saying? I think if, if mm. it was if it was what I was raised on, I think I would not be where I am today. You know what I mean? It took some mm. like internal searching and, and finding and seeking of other things to kind of get to me where I'm landing at today because uh where we were at is kind of down a, a path of of just something that I'm not at. I just say that mainly because of the amount of religious arguments that that we I get into with with our father, who is the one who was kind of like our religious leader in the household, but continue. Hey, boy, daddy is anointed. That's another thing. I like, I just believe in energy and whatever you're giving your energy, your thoughts, your prayers to, um, that will convalesce because my father has definitely been protected by something. And if he says it's his God, and if he says it's the father, the son of uh, father, son, Holy Ghost, Christ, Jesus. Like that nigga is doing his job, apparently, because my dad has been so um, protected. Um, but no, y'all check out it's blessings in abundance. All right. And that's what you see in me and Brandon. So if you ever see any light, just understand that light comes from something higher than ourselves. Y'all can call it whatever y'all want to. Um, but we have come to terms with it. We built a relationship with it. And we ask that you do the same. It's 1145. I thought this is a good segue to thoughts and prayers. We can wrap up. Uh, this show, y'all check in for episode 10. That's the one I'm really trying trying to dig into because I promise what did Uncle Mighty say he couldn't talk about? Look in your chat notes. I was telling you the air conditioner just kicked on in this garage so I wanted you to keep talking until you didn't have to because I don't know what it sounded like on my side. But basically, there's some uh, there's you can hear cases... it a little bit. Okay, well, th- yeah, that's what I'm trying to avoid. But uh, there's cases that are could be open and instead of oh being, yeah 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 and they're like no, allegedly like he's yeah exactly he, he was saying like he doesn't know what type of stories we want to actually get into but like he was uh he was basically saying you know like he's not going to incriminate himself on this platform much like you were talking about before we were talking about our, our, our families in general so he was just saying that like no he's talking about, he talk about stomping he's talking about he can stop he's talking about stomping some some dude out in the club right well, nobody cares about Uncle Money's tough and like bark bite. I, I want to talk about black men's obsession with karate films. I want to talk about what that kind of spoke to to him as a child because Uncle Money was always our Bruce Lee uh, influence. He was always doing karate moves on the kids as a bully. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up to him. I want to talk to him about that. I want to talk to him. I definitely need to talk to him about that, um, that uh, police raid on our house. Uh, when we were younger, because like think about we think about Breonna Taylor, we think about um, all the things that could have gone wrong in that situation, right? Two kids sitting with KFC watching Rugrats get shot by police because they looking for you know this is uh, someone who didn't do the crime, somebody who didn't do the crime, like somebody who completely what? And I I can't wait till we talk about what it was actually actually was because what? Stop that, my my uncle. I mean he's crazy, but. I mean, he ain't stupid. Uncle Monty's very smart. So um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about just kind of intelligence and how it, it's not it's not um, graded, how we saw intuition because it couldn't measure it. It's like my Uncle Monty is very, 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 very smart. He just don't understand why he's smart. Like if he like I could break down all the reasons. So we're going to get into that. 
Um, I can't wait to introduce y'all to our uncle. Um, episode 10, it's, it's for the win. Um, what do you can, have on thoughts and prayers? Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Um, do you do you have something specifically? Because, no, you don't want to go because of the air conditioner. But look, um, I mean, you're still going to have to give your thoughts and prayers eventually. So, I mean, you might as well uh, take it in stride. But anyway, um, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to... Uh, I don't know. All of us, right? Uh, thoughts and prayers to America and its social um, instability. We saw this uh, bombing in Nashville. If y'all haven't been uh, abreast to the news, there was a major bomb that went off in downtown Nashville. Um, I haven't been on following Christmas it morning. on Christmas morning. It was a Christmas morning. Um, uh, I haven't been reading the articles, but what I can gather by the articles that have been presented in front of me, they are not calling him a domestic terrorist. They are not uh, showing his. I, uh, I think I think they are. Oh well, they're they're not showing his mugshots like the picture that I seen. There's no mugshot. He was it was a suicide bombing. Um. So I mean, irrelevant. He's still a fucking. Uh, I'm saying they wouldn't have a mugshot. Right, right, right. But that's again. He was white, though, right? I'm he was he like, died. he was like older. I'm saying he died no. in the. Thing. No, 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 no. When I say mugshot, I'm talking. Well, you know, uh, when black people are killed by the cops, they don't show the. You know, news can ask for whichever picture they want. They can either ask the family for a nice picture, or they can just go to the police file and pick up one that a mugshot. So I was hoping that he had been arrested in the past, and you know, because like that's what would have happened, right? And if this was a if this was a different person, it would have been presented differently. But um, thoughts and prayers to those people, thoughts and prayers to Nashville, thoughts and prayers to us as a country, y'all, because understand that when Biden gets in office, um, there will be a lot of people going against him. Um, there will be a lot more instances like Nashville and everybody needs to be on alert and buckle in and um he blew up. He blew, he blew himself up, and everyone else around, and and warned and gave a warning to clear out, because uh, he was his target was the cell tower, uh, in AT and T, and for hours on Christmas Day, uh, no people just didn't have any service. The only time, the only way people could listen to news was via the radio. So it kind of forced people back into like 1930s in, in, in a way. Um, but yeah, so like that—that's uh, that was just like uh, illuminating some some light on on that. And I think his obviously his motives are, aren't aren't clear, but no one else was killed in the in the incident other than other than him, and then the obviously blowing up the uh, the the cell tower. So I feel like I just feel like this, <laughs> but I feel like this was more of a uh, message. Than it was to like kill people because they were he literally put a, a, a speaker on and said the bot this the bot this RV is blowing up in X amount of minutes clear the scene and uh, there were enough people that got the, the scene cleared where there was no other casualties because he I don't think he was aiming to to kill anyone else um, but definitely thoughts and prayers to Tennessee I obviously uh, I don't want to make this a, polit a, a a biblical or a religion podcast but. You know, we talk about the birthing pains that happen when this, when Jesus makes his return, and the tornadoes and unnational storms and the, the plagues and all of that stuff like that. Tennessee has felt it in all shapes and forms. The the, the terrorism 
which is what this was an act of terrorism. Um, all this was, is, is happening very close to Tennessee and, and um, you know, those people there are, are, are feeling it just like, you know, a lot of people in the Midwest. So I, I'll argue Louisville is, is at the, at the, the core of a lot of uh, people would say social unrest, but this is a result of America and what it is. And um, I don't think that predicting further carnage is even necessary because things, whatever happens is going to happen. And I don't think it's going to be a result of Joe Biden or anything else. I think it's a result of America's society and how it's made up. So like Lance said at the beginning of this whole thing, thoughts and prayers to us. Uh, it is important to stay safe. Follow your intuition. Talking about being intuitive. Follow your gut. Um, if you if you feel like something's wrong or something's amiss, if you look around and some and you feel like something's plotting, I'm not talking about profiling. If you just feel the energy in the air not be where it's right, then then it's time to, it's time to move. But a big part about that is is being present in the moment. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big person. I don't like to be excited for things that aren't in front of me. Uh, I don't like to. Uh, uh, and I'm not saying like I have the answers, but I do think like being present specifically in every moment that you're in, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's somewhere you're not, you don't feel like you want to be, it is very important to be tuned in to wherever you are presently so you can feel the shifts in the wind. There's been many a times, Lance, I'm sure you can test this too, there's been a many times where rooms that I've been in the shit wasn't moving right. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get up out of here. And I found out, and, and later on I found there was like a, a big, uh, you know, a, a brawl in that just one area or a shooting in that specific area when I, just when I was like about like hours after or however long after I got out of there. So it's important to just mm -hmm. you know, trust your gut, you know what I'm saying? And, and thoughts and prayers to everyone out there who who doesn't, you know, say that the Lord looks over babies and fools. So like there's some, there's some Teflon -ness to to being, uh, as you said, you know, the mentally handicapped, like there, there's some, mm. just some special powers in, in that as, as well. So, uh, so yeah, just listen to the wind. You know what I'm saying? To me, babies are crying in a specific area, you know, and they maybe get that baby out of there or usually, mm -hmm. usually that spot as well. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, thoughts and press to America, man. And for people who, who don't believe, you know what I mean? Like, still like good energy and good vibes that's all that really means for me and my position is like mm -hmm. i'm using my highest level of capability to try to protect and 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 guide people into not being harmed and, and being put in in a good position uh so that's what that is for me like intentionally like i think a lot of people said like even when like the vegas shooting happens and a lot of people felt helpless at that point in time uh People like, oh yeah, take your thoughts and prayers and shove it. It's like, no, like that is that's some active shit for me. You know, that's some real thoughtful shit uh, mm -hmm. that that means something. And as long as it means something while it's coming out, it can mean something. Uh, you know, on on the other side of things. And to go back, the reason I didn't want to talk on air conditioning because I don't know if you know how air conditioners work; they turn off eventually. So I just waited. <laughs> patience. And that patience. Um one out in the end thank y'all so much for checking out episode nine can't wait uh to introduce y'all to our uncle in episode 10 and um be safe spread love all right bye 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 bye, bye, -bye.